going to enter into worship. Amen, amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me in this, I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I, will I seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries. For false witnesses have risen up against me, and such as brother breathe are violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord.
you're never alone. No matter what you're going through, you are never alone. Psalm 27 is what Samira led off with tonight. The Lord is my light and he is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? Amen. It don't matter what you're going through, you're never alone. And my goodness, think about who's with you. Isn't it the God who created all things at his word? Isn't it the God who knows all things, is all powerful, can do anything that he wills to do? Isn't that who is with you? Then whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? That we will see the good of the Lord in the land of the living. That's now. How many, how many of y'all are breathing and alive tonight? All right, take a deep breath. Oh, that's the goodness of God right there. You know that? Take, take another one. Take a deep breath. Oh, that's the goodness of God. You're alive, and he's with you. He, he's given you the breath that you breathe. So why in the world would he leave you alone when things get tough? He doesn't do that, amen? Let us praise him tonight for being with us. Lord, we thank you no matter what we're going through. You are with us. We will never be in fear. We will never be afraid. We, we, we come against and cast out anxiety and worry and trouble that we stand in you, in the assurance that you are God. Amen. No need to fear. Amen. No need to be afraid. Amen. How many all believe that? Who believes? Let me see. Amen. All right.
so glad to have you here with us.
Well, good to have you tonight, Wednesday night. How many know middle of the week's a good day to get to come to church? How many know that? Oh, good. Johnny's happy. All right. It is good to have you. Uh, tithe and offering time. If you have something to give, you may prepare that. And uh, if you need an offering envelope, check out the chair in front of you. There might be one there. If there's not, wave your hand around and one of our incredible ushers will help you out. But we are... We are a giving house. Amen. We're, we're a family of faith who gives. Amen. Why? why? Well, we're just, we're just getting to be like Jesus. Isn't that right? We're growing. We're becoming more like Jesus all the time. Amen. So um, I'm going to have uh, Sawyer's going to come down. He, he knew this. This wasn't on the spot. Did, didn't you know this? All right, yeah, he did. Sawyer's going to come down and pray over the offering today. Let me come down here, bud. All right, so Sawyer's one of the young, strong men of the house. Right? Amen? You ready for this? All right, everybody bow your heads, please. Amen. Thank you, Sawyer. Bring it on down. We believe in the kids in our house. Right? Amen. Isn't that true? I don't care if they're, they're this big or kind of getting this big. We believe in what God is doing. Amen. Love our kids and our youth and all that stuff. So if you have something, come on down. Uh, some announcements while that's happening. First off, next Wednesday. Everybody say next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, we have Mark Dunphy in the house, and uh, he's going to bring a word. And, and Mark, Mark is, is a funny guy, and, but the, the Spirit of God moves in him, and he moves in the gifts of the Spirit and all sorts of stuff. So uh, Mark Dunphy will be here Wednesday night. Uh, don't forget, water baptisms and also next steps on May 30th. So um, if you're interested in... Uh, water baptism you've never been water baptized or you're interested in becoming a member of our church baptisms and next step is membership here at only believe at urbana then also uh wednesday night june the 2nd during church we have a youth hangout so and that is fifth to 12th grade so youth hangouts are starting up on wednesday nights on june the 2nd during church uh so if your young person is fifth grade starting this fall okay so they're coming out of school school's ending up real soon if they're a young person, uh, it's going to be in fifth grade this fall, fifth to twelfth grade, June the second, Wednesday night during church, and then we're going to start doing some Wednesday stuff with our young people. So that's a good thing. All right. So I think it's all. Oh, 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 Patsy. Joy Fellowship is when? This coming Sunday. Five o'clock, same time, same bat channel. Five o'clock right here. Bring some food out. It's always a good time at Joy Fellowship. So you have questions about that? Uh, see Patsy. All right. Well, thank you, Canyon. Doesn't, doesn't the worship team do a good job? Amen. We appreciate them. Um, by the way, uh, Jeffrey Wright uh, was taken back to the hospital today. He had another stroke, they believe. So keep Jeffrey in your prayer. And they, I found out they admitted him. So just keep praying. He's going through it. And uh, we're just going to believe God to do what only God can do. Okay, so keep Jeffrey in your prayer. Um, during worship tonight... Uh, dropped in my heart. Listen, there's some, some people in, in this house that there's a restoration of joy God wants to release back to you. And I don't know who you are or what the deal is, but look, that, that God would put you in a place of assurance that the joy of your salvation would come forth. Okay? So, so if, if you're somebody, you've been like, man, I don't know. I just haven't been feeling that joy, that fruit of spirit joy. I just, listen, grab hold of that and just see what God will do. Amen? All right, that's, that's a word for some of you. All right, let's get our word out tonight. Um, uh, 2 Corinthians 12 is where we're going to be. But there'll be a couple minutes till we get there. I'm going to start a series tonight. I know we got Mark Dunphy. It's going to kind of uh, jump in here next week. But uh, this week and, and some weeks after Mark Dunphy... We're going to be doing a series entitled Dealing with Struggle. Now, 
how many of y'all have ever struggled? Here, here's what I know. Just because I'm a human being and alive, it just doesn't even take a pastor to know this, but because I'm a pastor, I see it. At some point, in some ways, everybody struggles. Let's just be honest. Um, different ways, uh, different kinds. There's, there is no one-size-fit-all struggle. Okay? Uh, and, and by the way, even in this series, I'm not going to be able to cover everything. I may not hit your struggle or the thing that you've struggled with or, or explain. Because here's what I know is I think sometimes in the church we do this too much is that we try to say, okay, I'm going to give you four things. If you do these four things, I don't care what you're going through, you're going you're to win and get through and conquer. It's not that way. The Bible's not that way. And we got to quit making lists. Because what happens is when you make a list and somebody runs through the list and they're still struggling, then they're like, now what? Then we have shame. Then we, then we have, uh, and then now we're trying to figure out all the reasons, what's wrong with me, these kind of things. So we got to quit making these lists. It, it often doesn't help. What we have to learn is, A, that everybody has struggled. You may not be struggling now, but you may have struggled in the past. You may never struggle again, or maybe you haven't struggled in the past and you're going to struggle in the future. But everybody at some point struggles with something. How many of y'all would agree with that? Okay. Um, there, there is, I got a little video, and it only goes with my first thing. It has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about tonight, but I thought it was great. Um, in, in a second, this, some of our struggle is self-inflicted. I may know that. So I got a video that illustrates this. Now, I know, I bet some of you have seen this, because this was on uh, the internet. Yeah, I'm sure it's what they call viral. I'm, I'm internet dumb, so I don't understand all that, so I'm assuming it was, so because I saw it, it had to be. So anyways, so in the video, the, there's a sheep stuck in a, in a ditch. How many of y'all have seen this? And there's a kid who gets him out. Okay, you can imagine you're the sheep and the kid who gets him out is God, but this, this is called self-inflicted struggle. Can we try this justice? I hope it works. Check this out. That's God and that's you. This is called self-inflicted struggle. Hey man, he got him out of the ditch. Yeah. Okay. Now, you can hear the kids laughing. They're like, are you serious, really? I just pulled this sheep out of the ditch. And they go, yeah, that's the whole story. That's all the video is, is this sheep jumping back. Okay. How many of y'all can say that has illustrated my life a little bit? Anybody? Okay. So we, we all have had self-inflicted struggle. Let's just be honest. Okay. So that, that's part of struggles in life. Um, sometimes we struggle because of the attack of the enemy. How many know the devil is real and he has a plan? Okay. Uh, some struggle because we simply live in an imperfect, messed up world. Circumstances of life that you had no control over happen. Right? So you have self-inflicted struggle, you have attacks to the enemy, you have, well, we just have life. Uh, some people struggle with a particular sin. They have a hard time working through it and getting over it. Some people struggle with physical issues. Some people struggle with emotional or, or mental issues. Um, some people just struggle simply with the growth of their faith. But there's so many different kinds of struggle. That didn't even cover it all. So we can't do a one-size-fit-all for everything. We can make some generalities, and what we're going to do over the next few weeks is we're going to get into some of the specific things uh, that we can talk about with struggling. So, so for instance, two weeks tonight, we're going to talk about how to deal with a specific struggle of sin in your life. Then the next week, we'll talk another topic. So we're going to hit some of this stuff. But let me, let me, uh, let me kind of put some shame off of some of you, because I think sometimes in struggle as Christians, we feel shame because we struggle, right? Um, there, there is struggle that is struggle in sin, but not all struggle. As a matter of fact, most of our struggle is not sin. So you may be struggling with this, but because you're struggling with this doesn't mean that struggle is sin or that God is upset with you or you're not good enough or fill in the blank. You see what I'm saying? So you may struggle with a sin, but outside of that, struggle is not sin. 
Nor, nor does it mean you're less of a Christian because you struggle with fill in the blank. And, and when we get into our, our passage tonight, we'll, we'll see exactly what we're talking about. So not most struggle is simply not sin. So, so don't feel shame because you struggle. Okay. Now some people, here's the next thing, some people struggle in faith. But most struggle is not because of a lack of faith. So let, let's, let's throw another piece of shame off here. Just because you struggle does not mean you lack faith. Okay? There's another struggle point for people. It is not only in their struggle, but now they struggle why they struggle. And, and Christians, we often initially run into this idea of faith. What is faith? And if, well, the Bible says if the faith the size of a mustard seed, this mountain will be moved. So why is my mountain still there? Well, how do you know the mountain isn't moving? It's just it moved fast enough for you. Now, I know faith grows. Faith strengthens. But yet the faith is... Are you saved? That means somewhere you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, or you can't be saved. Your faith is born out of response to the gospel. Your faith is born in response. So you have faith. So therefore, it's not due to a lack of faith, because you have faith the size of a mustard seed. So, so we have to see how this starts to balance out. So... It's not because of a lack of faith. So let's throw shame off of that, too. Okay? So struggle is not sin, nor struggle the lack of faith. Now, can you struggle because you don't have faith? Yeah. But I, I promise you the majority, if not all of you in here, have the faith the size of a mustard seed. Let's not make this too hard. You believe. Right? Do you trust God? Do you trust God? You have faith as a mustard seed. Okay, so let us throw that shame off too. Um, by, by the way, some people hide their struggle. That's no good. Part of the problem is because we're just so worried about being judged in the church. That's no good either. Uh, we should be able to help each other in our struggle. Bear one another. What is a burden? A burden is something hard that you're carrying. We should be able to, at least in the confidence of some other believers, have some people to help bear our struggle. So keeping your struggle to yourself is no good. One of the reasons why we come here is to be equipped together, but then help each other. And by the way, let's just go to the far other end. It's not good bearing, putting all your struggles on Facebook either. That's no good either. Let's just go both ends. It's not good to keep these secrets. It's not good to constantly put your, your life on social media. Stop. It's just the words of wisdom there for you. But we shouldn't keep our struggle to ourselves. And, and, and God has brought us together for a reason. But here's what I know. No matter the struggle, don't stop working against it or through it. Don't allow your struggle to be commonplace. Don't just accept it as, well, this is just the way it is. Okay, so we, we, even though we, we may be in the valley of the shadow of death, we still walk through it. And we don't set up camp there. Right? So struggle is not necessarily, it's, 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 you're not in sin, you're, you're not in a lack of faith, but at the same time you can go to the other end and say, well, okay, then what, what I just, it, it just is. No, that's not it either. We're called to come through these things. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. So let's just talk about some things with struggle. Just wanted to set the table there a minute about struggle. Man, I, 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 could, I could list list for you uh, struggles that I've had in my life. I, I could list, um, oh my goodness, uh, uh, just, just living a life with a hearing problem. Struggle. You want to talk about a struggle when everybody's wearing masks? Oh my goodness. So, so my, uh, <laughs> my family, we were out to eat at a restaurant, and, and the waitress was wearing a mask, and Margaret went to the bathroom. And that left me Gavin and Hope at the table. All the three of us were hearing aids. The waitress came over, said something. I said, I'm sorry. She said it again. I said, I'm sorry. She said it again. I said, sure. <laughs> and she walked away. 
I said, what did she say? They go, I have no idea. What, hope? I, I don't know. Okay, I hope I just didn't order the biggest platter on the menu. Here it comes. We, we have struggles. Sometimes it's, it's something silly like that. Or, or it could be, could be bigger. I, I had cancer. That was a struggle. That's bigger. Right? I, I've, had, I've had questions as, as, about the Bible that I struggled with. I'm being honest. And I go wrestle with God about this stuff. God, I don't get this. I go, I go get with him. I wrestle with him. Um, by, by the way, wrestling with God is good. I'm getting ahead. That's my notes later. R- wrestling with God is good. We'll get to that in a minute. I actually, in, in, uh, by the way, is there, is there struggle in the Bible? Oh, my goodness. Do you read it? Is there, oh, my goodness. So right now in my Old Testament reading in my devotional time, I'm in Genesis and I'm reading through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Talk about struggle. Read the story. Struggle. Right? And just today I was reading about uh, uh, Jacob wrestling with, with God or whoever, you know, and, 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 and he wouldn't let him go until he blessed him. He changed his name to Israel. Israel means struggle with God. And touched his hip, remember, in his hip socket, and he had a limp. I'd rather be a bunch, around a bunch of people that have a limp than, than people that think they know it all. Because people that get with God and wrestle with God. I'll be honest with you. Anyways, so 2 Corinthians, we'll, we'll get to wrestling with God in a minute. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. The great Apostle Paul. Something that he wrote that uh, bears on, on this, this subject a little bit. 2 Corinthians 12 and verse number 7. So to keep me, Paul, from becoming conceited. Now, Paul did some great stuff, did he not? Paul Paul was, was doing an incredible work for God, was he not? Now, I'm not sure if he realized it then, maybe not. But we look back and see, my goodness, he was doing amazing things, right? And, and so Paul's writing here, he says, So to keep me con- from becoming conceited, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation. So he is receiving revelations from God that, that were phenomenal, right? And, and, and in these revelations, the things that he's doing, whether or not he realized at the time, it was phenomenal. But yet, uh, he, he's saying, man... All these revelations I'm receiving to keep me from becoming conceited, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a message of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Now, there is so much debate about what that is. There's not a consensus on what this, this thorn in this flesh was. It could have been a lot of different things. But I want you to think about this. Here is the great Apostle Paul in the midst of, of a life of incredible revelations from God. And he's got a thorn in his flesh from the enemy. Sometimes you think because you have a struggle, you are disqualified. False. The great apostle Paul struggled with a thorn in his flesh in the midst of a great revelations and great what we call ministry turning the known world upside down for the gospel of Jesus Christ, and yet he has a struggle at this time in his life. Now, there are struggles with sin that will get you. Okay, don't, don't miss the point on that. But just because you... Okay, so... Um, uh, I'll, I'll be transparent. So when I was in college, I grew up Pentecostal. And we believe that we serve a God who heals and heals today. And I'm studying to go into ministry. And I was at a youth camp. I was intern at the time. I was at a youth camp that I was helping put on. There were, there were two or three hundred kids there. Crazy stuff was Good stuff was happening. And a thought entered my brain in the middle of the service. I left the service. I sat down and I cried for an hour. I started to struggle. I said, God, how can I pray that other people can be healed when I can't be healed of my hearing problem. And I struggle. 
And it was, it was a, just a fight. Just, and I started wrestling with God. You know something? I still wrestle with him about it sometimes. But I came to the realization that this struggle does not disqualify me from what God has called me to do. You see what I'm getting at? The things that you struggle with are not a disqualification. So here we have Paul doing this. And, and by the way, it's, it's an amazing thing that, that further complicates it for me is there are t- many times that I've prayed with people and they've seen great things happen. That hasn't been absent from, from uh, our, our ministry as pastors. Listen to me. It makes no sense to me. Don't give me a five-point list as to why. I'll throw your list right in the trash and keep walking. How many know what I'm saying? You, you've got to see your struggle in the light of, I don't know, sometimes you don't get your answer. Think about Job. All the things that happened to him, and, and, and he was in flux about his response to God. But God, at the end of it, by the way, Job is wisdom literature. Um, at the end of Job, God never answers his questions. He never tells him why. He just says, who are you to question how I run this thing? That's all he got, right? In other words, don't let your struggle push you out of where God is taking you. Because sometimes we get so caught up in our struggle, we disqualify ourselves and take ourselves out of the running. You can't do that. Okay? But, but even, even watch further here. Verse 8, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this that it should leave me. So he's praying that God would take it from him. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Oh my. You see, in the midst of our struggle. It is when we have the opportunity to discover the power of God and have it reside in us. And and, and the effectiveness of God's power is found in our weaknesses. In other words, it shows us that we need him. Now, did God take this thorn? I don't know. He didn't expound on that. We don't know. Some people say yes. Some people say no. But whatever the case is, Paul has another revelation right here. In the place of my struggle, of my weakness, God's power is made strong. Because whether or not it is taken away or something I go through, I have the power to do both. And if I have to go through it, I will go through it. Why? Because his grace is sufficient. His power is made perfect in our weakness because of the sufficiency of his grace. What is grace? Grace is what we need. It is the avenue of provision for what we need. So, I look at it as, do I still pray about this? Oh, yeah. I will not allow it to be commonplace. But yet... By the grace of God, his power is made perfect in my weakness that I will still go on and do the things he has called me to do. Okay? Now, here's what we want. We want the easy button, God. Right? We want power made perfect, and it's gone. And how many know that happens? Let's just be real. It happens. I've seen people pray for I've seen people believe, and boom, and we're rolling, right? But I also know that we grow through things much more than they just go away. You know that? We grow through things much more than they just go away. And if we see the power of God at work in our weakness and we hold into it because of the grace of God, 
we will grow through. Does God allow us to struggle? I know God allows us to grow. Right? Remember James 1? Consider it joy when it faced trials of many kinds. Now James, the leader of Jerusalem church, that was scattered and probably talking about persecution, facing the trial, but, but notice the trial just didn't go away because that testing did what? About perseverance. And perseverance, got to do it work. Why? So you can be mature. In your maturity, you become more complete, not lacking it. So we grow because of perseverance and maturity. How many of y'all give your kids everything they want just when they want it and how they want it, anytime they want it? I didn't think so. Why? Why? Because they would not ever grow and mature. They'd be 25 years old but still be a little kid right here. Why would God be any different? Sometimes the grace and the power of God made perfect in our weakness is taking us through so we grow versus just snapping it away. That's life. That's life of a believer. Amen? We have to start to see things this way. God is not unaware of your struggle. But here's the thing. Are you inviting him in? Or, or, or has it become commonplace enough you stopped? Are you inviting him in so his grace can do the work and his power made perfect in your weakness? Because it can't be unless you're inviting him into the struggle. See, take it away, take it away now. I mean, why not? Isn't God a good God? Doesn't God have my best interest in mind? Yes, he does. He very much has your best interest in mind. Therefore, we grow. Right? Now, see, here's what I know about struggle. Struggle will either push you towards God or cause you to walk away from him. So I had a friend um, uh, in in college, uh, devastating uh, family news, a family member that was very close to was uh, killed in an accident. He was in Missouri, which was far away from his family. They didn't tell him because they didn't want to tell him over the phone. Back then, we didn't have cell phones. It was corded phone. Anyways, um, they waited for him to fly home Christmas break, which was just a few days before. Got off the plane. Family was at the airport. Got the news. Obviously, struggle. That's a certain kind of struggle. Losing a loved one, right? And, and this guy, instead of going to God and wrestling with him about it, why? He just, he just, and I, I remember you could just see, you could just kind of see it happening. And I, I remember, uh, I don't know if it was a, uh, two or three months later, the, the school uh, had what they call spiritual emphasis week, so it was an evening of services, kind of a revival atmosphere or whatever. And um, he, he went to one, and he just was, broke down, and he said, why do I feel God has left me? God didn't leave you. You left him. Because in your struggle, you didn't go wrestle with God about it. You went away. See, struggle does one of two things. Either constantly pushes you to the only one that can help you, or or because you're bitter, you're mad at God, you're upset, you don't understand why, you're confused, we turn and do the other thing. And that's just the wrong way to go, and we know that. But how often do we do that? And the reason why wrestling with God in your struggle is good because it puts you with him. Right? You, you go to the Psalms, and how many times do you find somebody in Psalms crying out, hey, God, what's up? Where are you? Why is this happening? These are people in struggle, crying out to God, but, but see where they're going to. They're going to him. And in going to him, whether or not he brings the answer, whether or not he's, he's drawing them through, God is with you. And he will not forsake you. And somehow, some way, he will see you through. But only with, with him. Because you're not going to do it on your own. 
Amen. Now, we know that the reason believers struggle with things is because the kingdom is now and not yet. There will be no struggle in the kingdom to come. And there, listen, there is our full reward. Our struggle is in the fact that Jesus inaugurates the kingdom, he sets the kingdom forth. We're living in a kingdom, but a kingdom that is now and not yet. Listen, you guys see big picture? Our struggle in a certain way when we get with God and we have faith in God and stand in his word and we're calling for, we're prophetically calling forth what is to come. And that's a good thing. Because you always then stand in hope no matter your struggle. And when you have hope, you never give up. Right? Now, I've come to a realization in life. Maybe there's some people out there that are better than me. I don't think I'm always going to get the answers to my whys. Can I be honest? I don't think I'm always going to get the detail. But isn't that what the faith life is about sometimes? It is trusting God beyond our understanding when we don't understand. And continue to follow God and pick up your cross daily and follow him even though you don't understand. And all the while you're following him, you get yourself right in this grace so his power can be made perfect in your weakness, in your struggle, in a place where you feel like you're falling short. But the thing is, you've got to keep going. Don't, don't, again, don't, don't make camp in the valley of the shadow of death. Keep moving. I believe God will bring you through. One way or another, I believe, God will bring you through. And here's what happens, though, in the midst of this. Well, well, you discover God in new ways when you get intimate with him about certain things. Isn't that true? So you discover God in new ways. Obviously, as we were saying, perseverance grows in you, maturity grows in you. Uh, by the way, one of the biggest results of struggle is when you come through your struggle, you're able to help somebody else that struggles with that same thing. Here's the thing, I don't understand all your struggles because I haven't been in your struggle. I'll never trivialize your struggle, and I'll never tell you, well, get over it. Never say that either. But I'll understand your struggle. But I'll tell you what, when you've been through a struggle and you come out the other side and you turn around, oh, my goodness, to be able to help people that are in that same place, that's the power of your testimony. Amen? So we're able to help people that have struggled in the same way. But here's what I know. No matter what, what we're called to do is stay faithful. Right? When Jesus returns, will he find what on the earth? What's the Bible say? Huh? Faith. When Jesus returns, he, he wants to find everybody perfectly successful. Doesn't say that. When Jesus returns, he's going to find, he wants to find everybody who just conquered everything. Doesn't say that. Says when he returns, will he find faith? No matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through at the time, no matter what's going on, are you in faith? That, listen, I'll tell you what, uh, in, in the American church, the idea of American success and, and, and uh, let's say, the American dream or uh, a business success, that sort of creeped into the church. I'm scared of using the word success in church. We start thinking about all sorts of other stuff. Here, here, here's what success is. You want to be successful according to the Bible? Be faithful. You want to be successful according to Scripture? Be faithful. Because when Jesus comes back, he's looking for people who are in faith. And how do you do that? You just stay after it. On the days you feel like giving up, pick your cross up. On a day like you feel like your struggle sidelines you, say, nope, 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 devil, that's a lie. I'm getting back on, I'm going. I'm going to get help from who I need to get help from, and I'm going to keep fighting. 
So I'm going to stay in faith. And because God's power is made perfect in my weakness, I'm not disqualified now, but that power made perfect in my weakness is going to see me through. But you got to stay faithful. So the things we talk about, this is just the overview, the things we talk about, listen, in, in, whatever the struggle is, stay faithful. God will reap where he doesn't sow, by the way, and he'll bring things out of where he didn't sow, by the way, right? And the whole time, sometimes we think that God, listen, he's there right with you. He does not leave you. He doesn't get busy somewhere else. When you think he's gone, he's right there. How often do you get on the other side of a struggle and you go, oh my goodness, now, now I can see hindsight 2020? Man, look what God was doing that entire time. Knucklehead. Now, I'm not calling you, but I call myself a knucklehead. I'm allowed. Y'all ain't knucklehead. I am. And when I see that, I go, knucklehead. Because he's there. Like we said, whom shall I fear? Of what shall I be afraid? Because the Lord, he is my light. He shows me the way. He is my salvation, not just for the forgiveness and freedom of sin, but in all things, he's my salvation. Okay. I'm gonna make it. I will not be afraid. I'm not gonna worry. I'm not gonna let anxiousness overtake me. I am gonna get there. Because God's power is made perfect in, and I am weak, but therefore, I'm strong. And I will be seen through this. Amen? Okay. You, you get where I'm going with this? To make, am, I, am I hitting you here with this? Okay, I just want to make sure. Sometimes when you're up here to say stuff, you're just like, I have no idea what they're thinking. Hopefully it's what I'm thinking. So how many of y'all have a struggle? Let me see. Oh, man. Yeah. I like honesty in the house. Listen, this, this, this mask we wear, not the Bible, but I'm saying if this was a mask, take it off. You can come in here and act like a perfect saint. We all know it's not true. So let's just quit pretending to each other. Right? Let's just be real. Let's help each other. Let's pray for each other. But in this together, growing together, helping one another, that's where we're going. Amen? So you've got to struggle. Let me challenge you. Don't give up. Don't sideline yourself. Have people pray with you. Wrestle with God. Get with him. Ask him why. You're allowed. You're, you're allowed to ask. He, like, he likes that, I think. Because he said, okay, yeah, come over here. Then he, then he puts you in a headlock. Okay, we're going to wrestle a little bit. I'm going to show you some stuff. But the whole time you're right in his arms, so go wrestle with him. He's with you. And just don't let the lies of the enemy build commonplace in your mind. That you can't get through this. You're not good enough. You don't have enough faith. This is all, you're, you're, just, you're just worthless. You know? Shameful, shameful, shameful. God's mad at you. Uh-uh. Get, get rid of that stuff. Don't listen to it. Amen? And keep after him. He's going to see you through. All right, let's pray. Lord, Lord, we ask for your help because we need you. Our weakness simply shows us that we need you. I pray that, that we, we all come through our struggles and we believe in you we're going to. But for those of us that are in the midst of something that we're, we're getting through, we're growing through, I pray that you reassure them that you are with them, that you love them, reassure them of your power and your grace, that you are going to see them through. I pray, Lord, that we uh, I come against anxiety and worry I pray, Lord, that the joy of salvation resurfaces in us again. I pray, Lord, that, that we are people that stand firm no matter what. And we keep going. And we keep growing. 
and we continue to become who you intend us to be. So I thank you, Lord, for that. And we praise you tonight that you will see us through. One way or another, we're coming through. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of y'all believe one way or another you're coming through? How many all, let me see. How many of y'all believe it? Don't, don't look at me. Okay. Amen. Let's keep going. All right. Good deal. Sunday morning, be here. It's going to be a good time. That's all I'm going to say. Be here Sunday morning. Have a